you're ready to take your leadership to the next level, you're in the right place. This is the Think on Purpose podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Fry. Let's dive in. that in order for your business to thrive, you have to have relationships at the center. But are you building an audience or are you building a community? Today's guest, Pat Miller, helps us answer this question. Pat is the host of The Pat Miller Show and the founder of The Idea Collective. And whether you are a small business owner, a solopreneur, or a nonprofit leader who runs their organization like a small business, you don't want to miss this conversation. We're going to cover the difference between building an audience and building a community, both online and in person, why community building matters to your business, and how to start building a community and why it's difficult. Today's episode will help you think on purpose about building an audience versus a community. All right. Welcome, Pat, to the Think on Purpose podcast. So happy to have you on the show today. So Pat is a, um, a an owner and focuses a lot on helping small businesses. He's also a radio host and has his own podcast. So Pat, just tell us a little bit more about yourself. I'm sure I missed a few great nuggets of information there. <laughs> no, I think that uh, you pretty much nailed it. My background is in broadcasting and I went out to help small business owners when the pandemic hit. I launched a community for small business owners. So now my job is to do pretty much one thing in two different ways. I solve problems for small business owners and the two ways I do it is the Idea Collective online community and the Pat Miller syndicated radio show uh, that I get to produce every week. So I get to do what I love, and I hope that everyone on the planet gets to do what they love for a living. It's really a blessing. Love that so much. And I had the opportunity to be on your show, which was so fun. The segment we did was about celebrating in business, celebrating our wins. So I'm curious, what are your wins this week? Great question. So I just woke up to a win this morning. I'm not sure if you or if someone that's listening has gone through the process of trying to protect your intellectual property. You go to get a registered trademark for something that you believe is yours and you want to protect. I woke up this morning to an email from the government. The Idea Collective has been registered with the USPTO. So I got the little circle R next to the Idea Collective name, and that was just such a win. So I'm completely buzzing this morning. Amazing. Congratulations. And it's not every morning that people are like, I'm really excited. I got an email from the government. So, <laughs> <laughs> And normally not a good thing when that happens, right. but hey, this was a good In this thing case, this Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So we wanted to talk today a little bit about the difference between community and audience. So tell me a little bit about that. Community and audience sound like interchangeable words. And some people Uh, use them with um, love. You see content creators on whatever platform you watch video or audio on, and you'll hear them say, oh man, I'm so grateful that you're a part of my community. And they're doing that, I think, because they're really happy that they're there and they really want to express their affection for their audience. But there's definitely a difference between a community and an audience. And the word is frequently misused. So I was thinking we could dive into the difference between the two. So an audience and a community. And they're very similar, but there is one real key differentiator that if you want to build the power of a community, 
uh, you need to act just a little bit differently. So let's look at that from the perspective of an online space, Mm -hmm. because I think there's a couple of different applications and whether you are a small business owner, solopreneur, entrepreneur, or you're in that not-for-profit space, we are all trying to have that online presence. So how would you define the difference in an online space? Great question, because a Facebook group is still an audience until you get them to behave in a different way. And a Facebook group is one of the leading ways that people are bringing uh, a like-minded group of people together. So let's just get right to the difference. The difference between audience and community, and I've heard someone say this, this isn't my phrase, but I think it's a perfect description. Imagine walking into a room where someone's going to speak, okay? There's the podium, there are all the chairs, they're all facing the stage. When that happens, that's an audience. If you walk into the same ballroom and all the chairs are in a circle looking at one another, that's a community. So it depends on which way the chairs are pointed. Are these mm-hmm. people gathered to hear exclusively from the leader? If so, it's probably an audience. If they're in the ballroom to talk and get to know with one another, then they're probably a community. And that, I think, is the easiest way, just on the surface level, to understand the difference between audience and community. Yeah, so you you mentioned Facebook groups, which is interesting because that could probably be its whole, its own episode about the (laughs) pros and cons of Facebook groups, right? Mm -hmm. What about like a different platform? If I'm on TikTok or YouTube or Instagram, where it it really isn't set up for Mm -hmm. that kind of, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is set up for that circle circle of chairs. It's a great question because some of those distribution platforms are pretty much audience uh, opportunities. YouTube, for example, a bunch of people can like the same YouTube channel and be a great profitable audience, but not a community. Same with TikTok, same with Instagram, but they can also be the outreach mechanism to pull a community together. So here's where I think it gets tricky. An audience and a community are both most likely well-defined niches. They probably are people that believe in the same thing. It could be people in a similar geographic area. They could be demographically united, but they're not a community because they're here to listen only to the content creator. So to put that into real-world terms... It could be um, a group of people who are expectant mothers that want to give birth at home, right? Let's just pretend that that's the niche that the content creator is talking to. Women that don't want to have their baby in a hospital, they want to have their baby at home. And it's for women in Wisconsin, right? So a really tight niche. How is that not a community? We all believe in the exact same thing. Well, it's not a community because they're not talking with one another. So it's very easy for a content creator to think they have a community when in reality, they've got an audience. And an audience is not a bad thing. I spent 22 years on the radio building audiences. Audiences are incredibly powerful. But communities, that takes audience to a whole new level. And you really need to focus on the difference between the two. Yeah. So say more about that as a, as as a small business owner, as someone who is looking to like create that engagement. And it -hmm. sounds like that really is the main difference between community and audience. Like what's in it for me? Why would I want to do that? 
Oh, yeah. This is where it gets good. So if you go from audience to community, you're going to inject one or two very important things. You'll have your well-defined niche, right? You're inspiring them to talk with one another. But the way that you do that is you outline a clear vision or a transformation that this group is coming together to achieve. So that way, uh, they are all investing in a mission to try and work with one another for that outcome. And when you're talking with them about that, now you're the leader of, I hate to say movement, everyone says movement, but you're the leader of a transformation that people are opting into, they're voting for, they're getting together to see that outcome. And to your question, why would someone want that? Well, now you are on something much bigger than what you have to say something much bigger than just your latest YouTube video. It's another step towards the transformational outcome that you're leading them towards. And it also kind of diversifies your opportunities. It's now just not your latest TikTok video. It can very easily be your course. It could very easily be your event or your mastermind group or whatever it might be that helps this audience, which is now a community, get closer to the transformation that they're seeking. So it can be very pop. It can be very powerful. It can also be very profitable too. Well, and it sounds like I need to be very clear on what, what is the transformation? What's the result that I want this group to cumulatively achieve? Is that accurate? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And to give you an example, the idea collective small business incubator that I lead was always about bringing small business owners together so we could win. Okay. That's good. But now we're talking about it by saying we're creating an unstoppable force of 10,000 small business owners that are working together so our owners can five and thrive, make it to five years and beyond. So now when they log in, they know that, hey, uh, you're here, Jen. I'm going to help you win. We're here to make sure everybody gets to five years and beyond. It's a more clear transformation and a mission that we're all signing up for. So, yeah, we all want to win. But if you can apply that mission, it makes it easier for people to get fired up and get in and jump in and collaborate with each other in the community. Yeah, it's making me think about being a leader in when I was in the fitness space, right? Getting the team together, talking about what are the goals for the year, what are the objectives, like getting the whole team on board, not not even just the leadership staff, but the folks who reported up through the leader so that we're all swimming in the same direction. <laughs> it sounds like what the community that you're creating is that space for entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, folks who maybe don't have that built-in community. And then the opportunity is we can go out and create more of those communities. Am I getting this? Absolutely. Because you're thinking about, to your question, what's in it for me? Any great marketing campaign or any great mission will include what's in it for me. So under the transformation of we're all going to collaborate and win is the deliverable, the what's in it for me of we're going to solve problems in real time. We're going to create relationships, not just networking. We're going to go find our power partners. We're going to have content on demand. We're going to have all of these things that you get out of being a member while you're on the mission. And that's where everything just goes to the next level because I've got the Pat Miller show where I'm broadcasting each week, giving out information, but those are just listeners in an audience. They aren't a community until they come in and vote for 
the transformational mission inside the idea collective. So I've kind of got a foot in each lane and there's a big difference. Yeah. And I think that's a good point because sometimes we do need both, right? We need a way to get people to be aware that our services exist so that maybe it starts with an audience. Maybe that's where people sort of learn about us. And then the more, um, like the more bought in that they become, the more engaged and now they're part of the community. So do you see it as being almost like stair steps as the engagement increases? Totally agree. And you absolutely nailed it. The audience is the top of the funnel, the community, as they go down the commitment to you and your mission, that's where the community comes into play. And we're just now talking in our community about going from awareness to a network, to a community, to relationships. And that's how we're talking about it in our group, because you're right. As you go further through the cycle, the commitment gets deeper and the relationships get stronger. So you totally nailed it. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about the online space. How would that look for folks who are, you know, in their communities, building audiences, building community? This isn't the right word, but in the real world, right? In real life. (laughs) Yeah. And in real life gives you a cheat code. And the cheat code is uh, body language. You're shared in a physical space. Deeper connections are possible in person. I mean, I run an online community, uh, so I wish it was as easy to develop real relationships in a virtual space. And I, it's not. It's just not. It takes longer, and the connections are made deeper when you're in person. So if you're bringing people together in person, um, one thing I learned at our annual retreat that we do every November, I over-programmed it. I made my retreat feel like an online event because in an online space, if you don't create something for everyone to do, you think that they're just sitting at home and they're not engaged. So you have a lot of programming. But in person, if you want to develop relationships, you want to give people as much time as possible to talk with one another because in an online or in an in a real world space, if you're just programming at them the whole time, here's Jen, the speaker, here's Pat, the speaker, then they're just sitting in the audience, not talking with one another. The key to a community is to get people to talk with one another. So if you want to make it happen in real life, inspire people to get together, but then spur as much conversation amongst them as possible and resist the urge to over-program. That's something I didn't do well in the first two years of my retreat and we're trying to address it now. Yeah. And, and I think what I'm hearing you say too is don't don't over, over audience them, right? Like don't put your <laughs> in-person people in that position of being in the audience when they really want to create community. And I think that is something that came out of the pandemic is people recognize they do want to be in community with other humans. It's what got us through. If it wasn't for online communities, where would we be? Quite literally, where would we be? I remember sitting here, right here, what, three years ago now? Gosh, three years ago. Wow, three years ago. And we didn't know if we were going to be safe. We didn't know if our businesses were going to make it. We didn't know how we were going to pay the mortgage. There was breaking news that affected our business directly. If I didn't have the people around me, at the time, I probably wouldn't be here right now. I'd be working for corporate and boy, that would be so sad. I'm so unemployable, so unemployable. There's no way. 
So I think a lot of entrepreneurs would say that. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Absolutely. We could never go back. Yeah, I love that. And again, it's like, that's the difference, right? Is the community versus the audience because you had an audience, but that isn't what got us through those difficult times. And that isn't what helps us build and scale and get to the next level. Just like in, we'll say it, we'll say in the corporate environment, we're building (laughs) teams, right? So it's building our own teams. It's finding that community, finding that network. And we can do it with our customers. We can do it with our peers, and then what other groups would we look to for building community, either, again, real life or on in the virtual world? You can do it in schools because that's a natural place to have it happen. So amongst the caregivers for your children, you can do it around your hobbies and really enrich your hobbies. Hobbies mm-hmm. uh, I've found personally, and it's not a real community, but it has a community feel. I've really gotten into Reddit lately as a social media site, and I've joined the subreddits, which are sub-communities about the things that I'm passionate about, and I'm getting more out of playing golf. After talking with the golfers online, I get more out of doing CrossFit after talking with the CrossFitters online. So it's not just professional. It can also be your passions. It can be uh, anything that you do with your time is made better if you find others that share your interests and then you start talking with them. So what if I'm someone who I'm like, yes, I want to build a community. I want to get a little bit further through the funnel, past that networking piece or past the audience piece. How, how would I do that? How would I go about like finding a community to be a part of? So you're saying if you want to find a community to join rather than lead one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Reddit's a good place to start. Finding the leaders in your space or the leaders around what you want to be participating in. So let's say you wanted to uh, join a copywriting community. I would go on LinkedIn and see who are the leaders in that space because the A players in that space are probably down the road with this. This is the buzziest buzz thing in marketing right now is to go from audience to community. So they're out there if you go look and I would look to the leaders in your space or your interest area. And uh, most likely they would have one that's either already established or emerging as we speak. Yeah. Great suggestions because I think we can also learn a lot from other people who have already done some of this community building. And as particularly right leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, I think we have the mindset of like, well, I could do it. And so because I can, therefore I should. And just a (laughs) reminder that sometimes it is okay to not be the leader. Sometimes it is okay to be a member of the community and not the leader of the community. Sometimes I think we forget that. Let me add on that because if you're starting from zero, you will make way more progress in the first 12 months by being the number one audience member inside a community than you will as someone that's going to launch your own community because launching a community may be the hardest thing I've ever done. It is so tough to inspire people to join. And then once they're there, make a community worth being a member of because you have to create content. You have to do things that are unscalable. That's another word that people use around community building all the time. You have to do the unscalable, which means building a relationship with every single person that joins, which is beautiful. It's incredible. And my life is so enriched because of it. But 
it is heavy lifting every day. So if you want to use community to further your business, go find a community to be a member of and be the number one audience member and your stock and status will go through the roof and you won't have all of the other stuff that comes with building a community because it is no picnic. It's so rewarding if you can get it done, but boy, it is really hard. Well, and I think that's a good reminder that it takes time. All of this takes time, whether an audience or a community, this is not something that we cultivate overnight, just like relationships take time. So that's a great reminder. And I will tell you, I got a little bit of a dopamine hit just listening to you say that I could be the number one audience (laughs) member, the number one, like that, that feels good to me. So I'm going to take that with me today. So final question as we wrap up this morning what is something that you are thinking about on purpose? So a new idea, something that's just sort of mulling around in your brain mm-hmm. or an idea that you used to have and you're deciding to unlearn that that thought or that idea. That's a great question. I'm thinking right now about first party and zero party data. I am really thinking about how do I go forward and unite all of my audiences and my communities into one database so I own my audience. I just shut down the Idea Collective Facebook group because it wasn't working the way that I wanted it to. It injected a lot of confusion into the online incubator, which is the main community that I run. But I don't have as good of a data capture system up and running as I should. So I'm in progress right now of building the machine and the pipelines to make sure that I'm doing what must be done to properly collect and sort and build my audience into something that I own and that I can operate. And this is one of those things that, um, you know, as someone that's not an expert, I think about, think, oh yeah, that won't be a big deal. But now that I'm looking at what it's going to take to do it, I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, here we go. This is going to be a thing. But that's what I'm thinking about right now because someone said it, it's not my quote, but if you're building an audience on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, you're a renter, not a homeowner. If you want to own that audience, you got to go collect the data. And if you're not doing that right now, just like me, you're probably behind. Yeah. And I I have seen that with either people who their accounts have gotten hacked Mm -hmm. and then they've had to start all over again or whatever the platform didn't like what they were posting, they just took them down. So that that is a a very real thing that I think business owners, the earlier we can start thinking about, the better off we'll be. Yeah. It's going to be quite a process. Well, it's something that once I figure it out, I'll share what I learned because I'm still figuring it out, but it's something that I know I need to do. So that's the thing I'm thinking about on purpose. I love it. And where can people find you if they are interested in the Idea Incubator, the Pat Miller Show, all the things? Everything's on our website, ideacollectiveincubator.com, ideacollectiveincubator.com. And I'm always looking for guests so you can be just like Jen and be on the show. Patmillershow.com if you want to come on and tell us about your small business, what you're doing. Uh, It's our chance to unite entrepreneurs and get them to work on their business, not in it. So we'd love to have you as a guest. So be part of the Pat Miller community and I'll drop the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, it was an honor. Thank you so much. Hey, don't forget to like and follow me on Instagram at jen.fry.coaching where we share more tips, more personal stories, 
and continue our journey to think on purpose. And if you liked today's episode, click those three dots and share it with a friend.